Hello, and welcome to Sacred Adventure Begin, an inquisitive space where we explore topics like gaining wisdom, travel, yoga, meditation, dance, art, and following our soul-guided paths. I'm your host, Emily, from gettingintoit.com, and together we'll focus on enjoying, sharing, and interpreting our sacred adventures and how to embody these lessons in our daily lives. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. Tonight is more or less the perfect night to be recording this podcast because the temperature finally dropped up here in Boston, thank God. (laughs) And we finally have this just lovely, cool day. Uh, The high today was 71 degrees and we have all the windows in the house open and you can just feel the air and we had all of our meals outside today and I just felt so connected to um, the earth, to the soil, uh, to everything that is around our home and just so much more able to appreciate it and enjoy it because I wasn't sweating to death. (laughs) Um, So... Today's episode is really, really a beautiful episode. I am talking to Ashley Dudas. She is from Dear Earth, D-E-E-R, earth.com. And um, I'm going to read you a little bit about her business and then tell you about the plant allyship session I had with her. Dear Earth was created from an unconditional love of nature and the healing it so generously provides. In nature, we learn to honor cycles, rhythms, community, and the joy of being present. Dear Earth products are handcrafted in small batches using all natural and organic ingredients. Our intention is to bring well-being and nourishment to the mind, body, and spirit through plants. Dear Earth is owned and operated by Ashley Dudas, an herbalist, avid gardener, and graduate of the Gaia School of Healing in California. And then there's a quote that I love at the end of this, and it says, the difference between a weed and a flower is judgment. Um, And isn't that just so true and so perfect? Um, I found Ashley because I am a uh, spiritual coach and hang out with (laughs) um, other coaches and naturopaths and, and healers, and Ashley is one in one of my groups and she uh, contacted us and let us know that she was getting ready to start these plant allyship sessions. So I said, heck yeah. Uh, One of the things I missed the most about living in Kentucky was the yard that I cultivated. Um, We bought this house on a hill and the whole front yard was basically a a downward slope that was impossible to mow with a lawnmower and I didn't want to have to deal with that. So Uh, Much to the chagrin of my neighbors, I put um, tarps out and killed all the grass on that hill. And the very first year, I just planted vining plants, and we had probably enough squash to supply our entire neighborhood (laughs) with their uh, fill of winter squash for the year. Um, And then from there, I just planted it with um, bulbs and bushes and all sorts of beautiful, beautiful things. A lot of um, plants that attracted butterflies and bees to our yard as well. I love, love, love the pollinators. Anyway, um, 
Ashley mentioned that she had an offering where she would, you know, get you connected to and aware of the plants that are available to help you with your spiritual development, with physical ailments, and so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what sort of plants would come forward for me. So I signed up and had a plant allyship reading with her, and it was so so, so incredible. I can't even tell you what it has opened up for me. So um, I'll share a little bit about it with you and then we'll get to the interview with Ashley because she also has a really cool story and a really cool philosophy in terms of um, working with plants and plant energy and doing it on both like a physical level. So um, we talk a little bit about using the plants to make like a tincture or a healing tea, which is definitely something that I don't think many people would um, sort of consider to be like spiritual or woo-woo, right? It's more along the lines of like this herb helps with this or that. But we also talk about connecting to the spirit um, and the energy of the plant in addition to working with it in terms of like taking it for medicinal use. So there is that beautiful connected healing element and the idea that we are here um, in manifest reality (laughs) to experience, enjoy, and learn from the natural world. And so it was really just super cool. Um, I'll share one of the plants that she brought through for me, but the very first plant she said that wanted to come forward was burdock. And I about died laughing when she said that because three years ago, I started looking for burdock seeds literally everywhere. I read about burdock in a book and I thought, oh my gosh, it has like really cool healing properties in terms of helping with like hormonal balancing and skin conditions like acne. Um, and so I was like, hey, I really want to grow this. Plus it's beautiful and attracts bees and butterflies. It is a flowering plant. Um, and also it is a, a sort of like, I don't want to say a sleep aid, but does help with that. Um, Anyway, it was so interesting that she brought that forward because I had been searching for it for so long. And after she said that, I started meditating on burdock. And um, there's this beautiful saying, we don't talk about it in the interview, but among herbalists, that um, most of the time when you're experiencing like a symptom or something, if you look around at the plants that grow within 30 feet of your home, or where you spend most of your your time, you'll find plants that are there that can heal or help with your healing in that area. And so plants are this really interesting and amazing way to kind of either look within and then search for allies in the natural world, or you could even use them like You could look around, note what's growing, and then look up their properties or what they um, work with people on, which is super, super, super cool. So I ordered burdock and started drinking it, I would probably say about two weeks ago. And I have noticed a um, change, and it could just be um, the pleasure of (laughs) having the tea. It is super, super mild, and it has this really wonderful, like, I want to say nutty 
kind of flavor to it. Um, but I do feel better in my body and I do have less acne. I was having a little bit of chin acne from wearing my masks all the time. But then on a walk with my dogs down by the river, um, we live very, very near to a uh, river walk, the Charles River Walk. Anyway, um, a business in the little area between where their parking lot ended and where the river walk began looks like they let a field of wildflowers grow. And you would not believe how many of the wildflowers growing in that field were burdock. And so it was really beautiful to see that the plant was actually growing so close to my home and that I had a chance to like see it in its natural habitat more or less. And just for the record, I ordered seeds. <laughs> this year's growing season is kind of over, but um, that is one of the, the seeds that I made it a priority to go ahead and purchase while I was getting the tea. Um, anyway, Ashley is just... An incredible person. I'm sure you're going to love listening to her talk about um, healing and plant medicine. And I hope that you enjoy this interview. Welcome, Ashley Dudas, to the Sacred Adventure Begin podcast. Can you start by telling folks a little bit about yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Emily. I'm so happy to be here. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess I would consider myself to be a plants woman or a folk herbalist. Um, I have studied herbalism for several years with the Gaia School of Healing in California. And from there, that kind of led me to really just get back in touch with nature. I started working on farms and growing my own herbs, learning about regenerative gardening and food forests and kind of working with the earth also really led me to embodying myself, embodying my physical, actual body, my emotions, spirituality. It was like a holistic kind of coming back to myself. And yeah, I consider kind of the earth was just like this beautiful reflection for me to because the earth is just so embodied. So it kind of led me back to myself really in a way. Oh, Oh, I love everything you said so much. And there's so much in there that I have questions about now. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, where are you based out of currently? I actually just moved to Woodstock, New York. So upstate New York. Hey, we're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I grew up on the East Coast. So I'm back here. I spent the last year traveling. I was in Ecuador and Mexico building gardens and then I ended up in Ireland, which is kind of my ancestral homeland, fell in love. And 10 years before that, I was living in California. So it's a whole new life for me here. Wow. Oh my gosh. Even more <laughs> questions. So <laughs> <laughs> I also really strongly feel like traveling is something that just opens us up um, mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, like mentally and it sort of ticks all the boxes for uh, like personal growth it um, really does so much i learned so much last year yes if you yeah. let it so yes. before we get into the travel questions which i have suddenly <laughs> jotted down <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> so what is 
you said regenerative regenerative gardening. Mm-hmm. Oh, can yeah. Yeah. So basically, kind of what it comes down to with regenerative gardening is really the soil. Like our soil has been really depleted over just years and years of industrial farming. So mm-hmm. I feel like kind of the easiest thing to say about regenerative farming, there's so many aspects, but kind of the easiest way to begin if you're interested in it too, is with the soil. So basically building your soil with all the nutrients because soil is literally the base of our life. So once we have nutrient rich soils, we can grow nutrient rich plants and then we can ingest those plants and also feel totally nourished, have all the minerals that we need. And it's, it's really also a lot about giving back to the earth, you know, with agricultural, like industrial farming, it's a lot about just growing as much crops as you can and, also taking away a lot of the native wildlife. So you're getting rid of a lot of homes for the creatures and the critters that live there, which, you know, everything is connected. It's a whole cycle. So that obviously has repercussions. So regenerative farming and agriculture is kind of about, it's about bringing us back into the web of life instead of having us become separate as we kind of have been for the past, who knows how long. That is so incredible so i love okay so you're you're doing regenerative regenerative farming or gardening but um and you just said that you moved to upstate new york what does a typical like sort of day in the life of ashley look like (laughs) yeah well it changes definitely a lot but right now i just got a job at a local herb farm which is kind of a dream come true So I've been getting to tend to the plants there, make medicine. And usually on my days off, I just love to be in nature. Um, I have a little garden here that I was kind of given by my subletting woman, which is amazing. Yeah, no joke. So yeah, tending the garden and making medicines, really trying to take time to just connect back to the earth because that's when I feel best. Yeah. Cool. So I am a little bit curious um, how you like <laughs> how you ended up in in the Gaia School of Healing. So how did you go from East Coast to LA? Is it in LA mm-hmm. or just in California in general? Yeah, I was first in LA for about eight years, and that's where I found the Gaia School. And it was kind of a random. It was kind of a really just a random experience, like herbs just started to pop into my head Mm -hmm. and I knew nothing about them. Like I didn't know anybody who was practicing herbalism at the time. It's become, I think, a lot more popular now, which is amazing. But at that time there weren't many herbalists. I had never really even known anyone to take herbs, like no one in my family or friends even, but it just, it for like maybe a year or two, it just kept popping into my head. And I was like, this is so weird. Why do herbs just keep coming up and I was like all right after a year I was like okay I'm gonna explore this so I did like this little online course about how to make your own cough syrup and just like little kind of homemade remedies and I got like 
sick. I got a cold and I was like, oh yes, I can use this time syrup <laughs> I learned about. And I was like, from then on, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Like I just felt that like, it's like power to the people, you know, like we have all the remedies that we need. And I remember just bringing my like thyme syrup all around like to my friends and I was like, mm, I'm just drinking my thyme syrup. Look at me. Like it's, I'm healing myself. And since then I was just hooked. I was like, this is amazing. So then I found the Gaia School of Healing maybe a few months later and the description of it, like, I found it on Facebook, I think. And it was just like all about working with plants in kind of a plant spirit as the basis of working with them. So it wasn't about sitting in a classroom, like learning about the clinical side of herbalism, which is also mm -hmm. great and amazing, but I really do not learn great that well. So the fact that this class was about like sitting in circle with other people and actually having like the embodied experience of sitting and meditating with a plant was just amazing. And yeah, the class definitely changed my life. Yeah, oh, that actually sounds like a fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it was so amazing. And it was the first time that Marisha, my teacher, um, did the course. And since then, it's just been so cool to see it grow. And it's like so, I guess you could say popular now. Like I've had friends who I've recommended it to, and it's also changed their life. So it's just like giving back the people like our connection to the plants that we kind of forgot about for so long but all of our ancestors knew yeah so i talked a little bit before this interview about how i did a plant ally session with you mm -hmm. and is that something that you developed coming out of this program or are the plant ally sessions something that you learned in the program i guess i'm wondering how that came about and if you could maybe talk a little bit about what um, what that is as an offering. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so well, as I kind of said in our program at the Gaia School, we pretty much learned about the plants by just sitting with each one. So we went through the different um, systems of the bodies and also the energetic systems of the bodies and we would sit with a few plants in each of those systems. And so for me, after the course, I, I had felt like I went through therapy. Like I felt like I had just gone through like years and years of therapy. So I could yes. really feel, yeah, the energetics of the plants really spoke to me. And it was like calling on, I could like call on certain friends for certain things in my life. So like personally being a really sensitive person, the plants kind of gave me like the strength to show up in the world more as myself. And I just figured like, wow, I think everybody could use this no matter what it is that you need nourishment or you're working on in your life or you'd like to call in or you just generally want more support. Like there is literally a plant for that. There's a plant for everything. So in my plant spirit or plant ally consultations. I usually choose three plants for the person to work with. And I'll ask a few questions before the session and I'll kind of sit with that and just sit with the person and, and see what plants kind of want to come in. And I work a little bit, if someone is having physical problems, I'll definitely take that into consideration and see what plants come in for that as well. But what I've really found is that 
it's, you know, we're, we're whole people. We have our emotional bodies, you know, we have our physical bodies, we have our spiritual bodies. So I found that our physical body is so connected to our emotional body. And a lot of the time, if we do have a physical ailment and we go to the doctor, um, they're usually only treating the physical symptoms and, Mm -hmm. you know, through personal experience, like those physical symptoms for me will still persist until I kind of address the emotional Uh, aspects as well so working with the plants in that way for kind of like emotional support has just been so beautiful and so healing so I will kind of see where the client is also on an emotional level or you know how they're feeling in their daily life during this chapter because we're always changing and through that I'll see what plants what energetics are kind of coming up and then I'll give them some ways to work with the plants and you totally what I love about plants is that you don't even have to have the physical plant in front of you to work with it because again just like everything we're all energetic beings so you can literally just call on a specific plant and ask for it to show you what you need to see or ask for support or nourishment whatever it is ask for guidance so I really like to kind of work with it in that way and for me it's not about fixing anything it's about nourishing your whole being and I really think that plants are amazing at that and as you continue to work with them and work with their energies and deepen your relationship with them it can be like so transformative totally and actually I love what you were saying about how like when you go to the doctor they just mostly just treat like your physical symptoms right and Mm -hmm. it was so interesting um one thing that i've talked a little bit about on this podcast but i probably should do a whole episode on is that i had a um, back injury that uh, did eventually require surgery i was in injury for um almost five years, I want to say, uh, trying to fix it other ways. But when I finally did have a successful, I mean, I'm not even gonna call it a fix, but Mm -hmm. when I did have a successful healing, it's because I was also integrating meditation and Mm -hmm. like in across the board, looking holistically at like my digestion and my emotions and my mental state and the thoughts that I was having in addition to my physical body. And so like, it's really cool, I think, when you're talking about plants, um, for me, because they're addressing a number of issues, and you might be able to talk a little bit more um, eloquently about this, but um, during our session, a couple plants came up, and burdock was one of my plants, mm-hmm. and it had, it had multiple um, things where ingesting it could help me, like, physically, Mm -hmm. but also like the energy of the plant was addressing the sort of emotional things I had going on. And then also, and this is so curious, it was actually in my environment, like without me knowing Mm -hmm. it. And so I'm thinking like when you're talking about this, that when you're, when you're doing these plant ally sessions, you're helping people connect to their environment. You're helping Mm -hmm. them connect to the earth, like to the soil. And then you're also helping like their bodies and their emotions and, and like maybe even their thoughts because it's so beautiful to feel like you have support 
-hmm. know that there is something or someone that you could call on or an energy that you could work with to aid you. And just knowing that you're not alone in it is huge. It is. Yes, that's so true. And so beautiful. That's like one of my favorite things about the plants. And as I mentioned, like they really led me back to the earth. And I think just in our society in general, we've been so disconnected from the earth. So really like my goal in pretty much everything I do in my sessions is to connect people back to their environment and connect them back to the earth. And what's so cool, like what you said about the burdock growing near you is that I found in my sessions, like, you know, I'll I'll ask like, oh, what plants are showing up for you? And like almost a hundred percent, whatever plants are showing up for the person is exactly what plants they need. And (laughs) it's like, they're, they're there and they're, it's like, they're waving to us like, hello, I'm right outside your doorstep. Like, even if you live in a city, like I'm growing in the cracks you know they're they're really there and they're really calling to us and sometimes it just takes like somebody else being like hey maybe that plant wants to work with you because it seems like you've been seeing it a lot or maybe it's just popping up in your head or I even had a client who was recommending this one plant to her whole family and then it's it was one of the plants that came up for her Uh and she didn't like she was like oh wow I've never actually thought of taking it for myself (laughs) But it was so cool how like she knew, like we all know what we need deep down, you know? Yeah. And so like that plant was totally showing up for her and it just took like somebody else being like, oh, hey, maybe it was, you know, it wants you to hang out with it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was so funny um, during our session that the burdock did come forward because I have spent years trying to get seeds for it. Yeah. And then after you were like, connect to the spirit of the plant. And then I was like, okay, I'll do that. And we talked <laughs> about finding them, you know, around where you are. Mm-hmm. And I just extended the distance of my walk, even just a little bit. And there was a whole field of burdock and it was so <laughs> affirming and beautiful. And I, I harvested, yeah. some, I mean, uh, I ethically harvested some. <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to ingest those. I um, I bought some to ingest that I could be sure hadn't been chemically treated. And mm. then I, I made tea with it. I'm actually drinking it right now. And I, mm. I even get along with the flavor of the tea. It's like nutty and, and wonderful. Yeah. 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 Oh, that makes me so happy. I love that. Yeah, the cool thing too is... Um, I had also, and I just dabble in herbalism. I, I think I get hung up on the, um, and you might be able to speak to this because you're, it sounds like your, um, education was both like, here are the properties of the plants and also here's how to connect with it intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I get hung up on the, like, you have to have like a degree from like the mm-hmm. Appalachian center of herbology or right. you know, yes. whatever it is. Like, to, to have not, not even expertise. Cause that's not what actually I'm looking for, but like to mm-hmm. even work with them on your own. And I think that yeah. the cool thing about your plant ally sessions is that they empower people to begin that type of work. Mm, yeah. I'm so happy that was your experience. Cause that is exactly what I'm trying to do through them. And I totally feel you on the, you know, you need to know everything about the plant and 
like that is great. I'm not discrediting that at all. Like that's amazing. And there are people who are really versed in that, you know, many clinical herbalists and doctors, like naturopathic doctors, they know a lot about the specific, um, you know, physical properties of the plants, which mm -hmm. is amazing and have totally healed me in many ways. But yeah, my goal is to really empower people to get back to that wisdom that's inside them because like when you think about it, literally every single one of us had ancestors that worked with plants and, yep. you know, before there was <laughs> Google or, you know, <laughs> online classes and in-person classes, even our ancestors were working with these plants and they worked with the plants literally through their intuition. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes that probably didn't always go well with <laughs> plants and, you know, they learn. So that's why it's an amazing tool now that we can just literally search a plant and be like, Oh, is this poisonous and identify it and make sure that we really know like what we're ingesting. Cause we definitely do not want to go out and just ingest any plant that may look like a plant that we think is edible because it might not be. So, you know, luckily we have all the information out there and our ancestors, I am very grateful to them. I feel like they did a lot of that work for us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I also feel like the plants are our ancestors and another way to kind of connect back to that lineage because a lot of us maybe don't know so much about our ancestors, you know, the ones who were really guardians of the earth working with the earth in like really beautiful and nourishing ways for everybody involved oh i so so many places to go with this <laughs> <laughs> i love that you just said that in some ways the plants are our ancestors um or that they carry that that like wisdom of the relationships that we've developed with them over the centuries but like literally we are what we eat too you know like and so yeah. that's kind of interesting mm -hmm. uh, like as a thought but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get too philosophical there because i do <laughs> i do want to ask you to talk a little bit more about okay so you finished school in california and then you went to um ecuador yeah well so i finished school that was probably like in 2011 or 12 so Many right in the middle of the recession. Past. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Me too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so just last year, I had a friend who had a beautiful retreat center um, called Wild Child Village in Ecuador. And she reached out because she was looking for someone to help uh, build her a garden there. And I had previously I'd done work with farms and um, edible landscaping stuff like that so I was like really excited she was basically like you can do whatever you want like with the land and Ecuador you know it's not a climate that I know so it was it was a really beautiful experience like working with the land there and actually like asking the land like what do you like what do you need what do you want to grow and also connecting to the people that lived there and you know looking to them for guidance so it was a really beautiful experience and I think my favorite thing about it was like the land literally provides everything you need we didn't have to buy anything like for the soil even or 
you know, there were all these rocks, like pretty large rocks just around the property. So with the rocks, I could make different beds and like different shapes to make it just a really kind of inviting and beautiful place that people would want to walk through and question like, Ooh, what's that plant? What's this herb? Oh, that sounds amazing. So you did that in Ecuador and did you, did you say there was another country that you've done gardening work in as well? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. After that, I went to Mexico. My friend had a similar uh, project in Mexico. He is, he's from Mexico and he moved to a tiny little Mayan village there uh, with the intention of basically saving and sharing the wisdom of the indigenous corn. So his whole property is pretty much dedicated to learning and teaching and growing indigenous corn, which was so beautiful to be able to, I was in the community for about a month and just being there and learning from the people that lived there and just seeing how everybody really worked together and like helped, you know, build each other's houses and just, it was one of the most beautiful experiences of community that I've ever seen, actually. It's so nice to hear about this. (laughs) (laughs) I think because part of me is really missing, like, number one, warmer climates. Mm. I mean, I know it's summer right now, but I did move to the north. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like, being in the city and having this, I, I guess, idyllic uh longing for environments where people help each other build houses yeah Um, Mm -hmm. it sounds like such a cool a cool experience that you had there yeah um i kind of want to pivot us just a little bit but i'm curious like what are some of your big wins or successes that you've seen come from working with plants like either in your own life or in the lives of others, like potentially clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there has been so many, like definitely so many little wins with different like physical ailments that have helped. Um, But I would say like my biggest win with plants, working with them personally has been really helping me to become more embodied and also it helps me to heal a lot of like past traumas, PTSD. Um, working with the plants even helped me stop drinking alcohol, which was really my body just did not take alcohol well. So working with the plants really helps me with that. And I'd say, yeah, those are probably my biggest wins. It, of course, it helps with healing anxiety and my skin. Like topically, the plants have helped immensely. Ah. Yeah. That's awesome and interesting. So actually, um, one of the things that made me really happy when I was talking to you, because I have a book on, on herbalism and almost all of the tinctures that they recommend in the book are, um, alcohol based. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking with me and you were like, make a tincture with the burdock. And I was like, damn it. I don't want to pour vodka onto this beautiful plant. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. And then, and so I said, is yeah. this like, are you going to, you asked if I knew about tinctures and I was like, yes. Uh. <laughs> 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 and then you talked about a different way to make tinctures. And it really um, made, at least for me, like a lot more sense to do it that way. I kind of wonder if you can like maybe talk a little bit about like that as an approach so that listeners can know that 
um, yeah, that, that healing can occur with the plants as well. Um, and then maybe even, uh, if you're, if you're willing to share like what plants you were working with as you were like healing that in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I said about the tinctures to you actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad it resonated. <laughs> you were channeling it. It's natural okay, to not good. remember the channeled information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. I like that. Yeah. Um, but you can make tinctures. I don't think I said this to you, but you can actually, if you don't want to use alcohol, you can make tinctures with glycerin, which is actually from vegetables and it's kind of sweet. So it actually tastes really good. You can use apple cider vinegar and you can also just, maybe this is what I said to you, I'm not sure, but you can also just work with the plants physically, like having them physically in front of you. You could use, you know, a plant. If you can find it around you, you can bring the plant into your home. Of course, ask the plant if it's okay to take it with you. Mm -hmm. And you can sit with it. You can even sit with a tea of whatever particular plant you feel called to and literally introduce yourself to the plant. So that's kind of how I started learning about plants in, in my apprenticeship. We would, as I said, like pick a plant and we would literally sit with a cup of the tea and we would introduce ourselves. We would ask the plant like what its healing properties were and you know how it could help us, how we could help the plant, how we could work together. And, you know, plants, just like all things, are multifaceted and affect everybody differently. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend, like, if you are called to work with plants or you want to learn more about herbalism, you can even go to the grocery store and buy tea in a bag and, you know, brew your tea bag and set the space so it's, you know, really inviting and comfortable and make sure you just have some quiet time and just sit with that tea and, and literally have a conversation with it and call in the spirit of the plant. And like, I guarantee you will, you will get some information. And the more that you do that, if you want to pick a plant and maybe work with it for a few weeks or a month or even a year, like you will see just like all relationships, like your relationship will deepen and, and you will really get to know that plant and you will become allies for each other. Oh, I'm not I love sure that. That's what I said to you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a version of that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you, you you were like, you can just take the burdock and put it in like a big gallon container and pour the hot water on it. And oh let it yes, yes, like yes. Okay. And yes. I, I have been doing that um, every day for the past four days um, since my. Um, ingestible burdock arrived mm, amazing <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And, so that's a nourishing herbal infusion which is like one of my favorite things in the world and if anybody's interested you can just google nourishing herbal infusions uh, susan weed talks a lot about them and basically there's like five herbs you want to use an herb that's not high in essential oils so like burdock nettle oat straw comfrey um red clover which are all herbs that grow wild and they're in abundance and yeah like you said you take like a handful uh, technically an ounce and put it in a quart jar and you let it sit for four to eight hours and then you strain it and drink it so i like to do it at night and then drink it the next day and that has also been one of the most nourishing things that i have done for myself so i would definitely recommend that Ooh, 
I never thought about doing it overnight. I just did mine in the morning and then started. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I love that I could do it overnight and then like set it in the window and let all the good moon energy hit it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get real witchy with it. You can yeah. put some crystals on top. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you just read my mind? Stop. <laughs> A little selenite underneath to extra power in it. Yeah. Yes. Why not? <laughs> but it's been so nice, actually. I usually have a hard time just drinking water. Mm. I mean, I I drink water, but um, I like to have a little taste in it. So even throughout the day, I'll just um, like have a big cup of water and mix a little bit of this in, and I drink it like throughout the whole day, and it is so yes. lovely. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's yeah. so many nutrients and minerals in there that our bodies really crave. So once you start drinking the infusions and then if you stop for a little you'll see like whoa whoa I really that was really helping actually because it's really subtle uh-huh. like at the time when you're drinking them but it's one of those things that kind of like builds in your system over time yeah yeah I'm excited I really <laughs> like I said love the taste of the burdock and yeah enjoying um working with the plant so amazing back to you <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious um, what, if any, have been sort of personal pivot points for you. So like times where you thought like, maybe I'm going to do this and then you ended up, no, 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 it's this. Or um, maybe you could even talk about like how you have arrived back in New York. Um, maybe mm. I don't know. You could take it anyway. Just run with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like, I mean, I change my mind, like, every other week, and I have a new idea, like, all the time, so I'm trying to think, like, a big, a big one. Um, Yeah, I guess, kind of, the past few years have been a lot of change for me, and that probably started when I moved in 2000, at the end of 2017, I had been living in California, Southern California for about eight years. And I just felt like, I just felt like it was time for a new experience. Like everything there was great. You know, I could have stayed there probably forever, Mm -hmm. but there was just something in me that was kind of calling to do something more and to also to get back, like to get kind of deeply connected with nature. So I was living in Topanga, California at the time, which is an amazingly beautiful place. And there is a lot of nature there, but I just felt, um, I just felt like the energy from the city and I kind of just wanted to get away to somewhere a little more peaceful. So from there, I thought I was moving to Ashland, Oregon, but that actually, that was only a month. And then I learned about woofing, which is yeah, so woofing is, I'm trying to think of like the actual um, words to the acronym. It's worldwide organic farming. I think something like that. So basically there's this website you can pick literally anywhere in the world and you get options of all these farms that are looking for volunteers basically. And in exchange, you get room and board. So I found this little farm in Coloma, California, never heard of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're a permaculture farm. It sounds amazing. I'm going. And that was definitely 
a big pivot point. Like when I moved from Los Angeles, I just had this one intention, which was like, I want to be of service to the earth. And I just kind of kept saying that and trusting, which, you know, was really hard at times, but just trusting that that's what would happen. And kind of from there, it, it really did. I got to work on the farm and I learned so much, not only about myself, but about the plants and um, the community as well that lived there. Cause farming, I feel like is just, it kind of opened my eyes to community and how important that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from there, I kind of just started my traveling journey. I did a permaculture design certificate course also in California. And then from there, I moved up to Northern California for a year where I lived and worked and I worked at a plant nursery. So it's like all these kind of random, but not random at all experiences, still always working with plants and working with the earth, I feel like kind of just brought me here to New York and I really don't know why I'm here (laughs) sometimes I'm like what what did you do but I'm trusting that it is meant to be and yeah just it's really it's been cool because I grew up um, in Connecticut so just being back with this nature because when I was younger you know I didn't know anything about plants like I knew that I loved being in nature like my grandma had woods behind her house and it was always it always just felt like so magical and mystical in her woods but I never knew really anything about plants so coming back and learning about what had been growing around me as a kid has been just really beautiful and really healing as well yeah yeah it's um it's been really interesting, at least from my, my point of view, because in Kentucky, um, I had a massive garden. We had a little under like a full acre of land with our house. And even, even at that, we were still like in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had, a, I had a lot to plant and <laughs> turned yeah. my whole front yard into instead of grass, I got rid of all the grass um, yes. and planted the whole thing out. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. Amazing. So moving to Boston and just and also being in Louisville, you have the connection to the river and the Ohio River Valley and things were very mm. verdant for like most of the year. It's not like mm-hmm. deep south where you still have like tropical plants in it or anything like, you know, yeah. in the middle of winter. But um, right. coming up here has been really interesting too, because I feel like where Kentucky is like mountains and like rivers up here, at least in Boston, there's rivers and mountains and seashore. Mm. And that is a completely different like energy and connection to like, like actual earth. But then Mm -hmm. like, it's so interesting how that also affects and you can maybe even like expand on this when because of your permaculture stuff that affects how roads are laid out that affects Mm -hmm. the flow of humanity like within the city. And so it's really interesting because this is also the first time I've lived in this sort of density to Mm -hmm. other people um, that I have really started noticing just like, number one, who gets access to earth and how. Mm -hmm. So the Mm -hmm. politics of um, access to earth (laughs) has become 
oh, I've become very aware of, especially during quarantine where we're all stuck in our houses. And if you don't have land, you don't really yeah. have land. You only have public land. Right. Um, but then like just how it feels like energetically to be near the ocean, but also near like mountains. And there's beautiful like forested mm-hmm. areas around here too that are really interesting. So I, I kind mm-hmm. of, I don't know where you said you were in upstate New York, but I'm, I'm sort of interested in like what, what you got going on up there and, <laughs> and maybe if you had anything to like add to what I just rambled about. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. It, it kind of reminds me of just, you know, what elements like we are connected to. Cause I think like inherently we all have certain elements that we're more attracted to and other elements that were like, Ooh, yeah, that one doesn't feel so good. And like, when I say elements, I mean like earth, air, water, fire, which are also connected to our landscapes. And personally for me, I'm a Pisces. Yes. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. And We're going to totally get Scorpio along. moon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a so Scorpio. <laughs> are you? Oh yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, they're really watery signs and maybe you know that might not be it maybe I just love water anyways maybe it's not my sign but I feel so connected to water and and yeah I've always lived by water like in California I was right on the ocean and even growing up like there was the sound was right there Mm. and so where I live now there is no ocean nearby (laughs) I'm like oh I miss it so much but it's been really interesting to just kind of see like you know maybe I have enough watery vibes going on in me and so (laughs) trying to accept like the other elements for me like fire is one that I'm really turned off by and you know fire is such a beautiful thing and in our modern day world you know each element has like their quote unquote shadow side. So obviously like wildfires would be the shadow side of fire, which are really scary and destructive destructive and devastating to communities and land and also animals. But like also controlled fires help with exactly so it's exactly yep, that's exactly it. And we have like lost that kind of connection to fire Mm -hmm. that it's it's actually regenerative like I just saw something about where the fires were in California last year like they were really bad fires and this year plants that people haven't seen for like centuries are starting to grow again like native plants that haven't been there for years and years so it's just like it shows the power of nature and things that were like ah this is bad like this is not good it like nature has this wisdom and I think like, as you said, like our ancestors worked with fire in that way, like specifically, even when I was in Mexico, they would have specific burns like on the land and they worked with it in that way. So for me, um, it's also been really hot here. So that kind of reminds me of like that fiery heat. It's like something that I feel really called to kind of embrace more and yeah, to kind of just see how each element holds like such beautiful wisdom even even in the destruction because nature is so so powerful and like although it's devastating and really sad when 
those things happen, like it just shows us that like we are, we are like so small, like, yes, we are really powerful and amazing creatures, but like nature is this force. And if we don't respect nature and like really try to understand nature and we, we are nature. So like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is really important with the connection of the elements to realize like we have all these elements inside of us and we can grow and strengthen and acknowledge each of those elements. And that kind of helps us to relate to the external elements as well, because nature is, and you know, everything growing in the natural world is literally our mirror. Like even in sessions, I love the plants that come up for people because I just see them being that person's mirror. Like that person has all of those energetic qualities inside them. And like, maybe they didn't remember, or maybe they do remember, but it's just like the plant is there to show them like, Hey, this power is also inside of you. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) And it's also kind of about learning how to like work with and flow with Mm -hmm. the energy instead of, like you said, trying to control it or like, yes, the wildflowers are, fires are happening. And yes, we should take action to uh, prevent complete destruction. But also like in some ways, what ways do our panic uh, prevent us from getting the medicine that's there too, Mm -hmm. Um, which also becomes interesting. So, okay. So you're in New York right now. Are you wolfing right now? No, I actually, I'm just, I got a job at an herb farm. Oh yeah, so. that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And then I'm just doing my herbal online sessions and just trusting, you know, to see what unfolds. I have no idea. Oh, I love that. So what lights you up about the path that you're on right now? Mm, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's, it's really like a never ending journey and being able to learn and grow and to kind of discover new things every day with the plants with the earth is is my complete joy and and also just trusting that i am supported by nature no matter what Mm. i like that i like (laughs) that a lot and then what advice do you have for um maybe people on their like sacred journey toward their life purpose, but it could also be for people who maybe are starting out wanting to learn how to work with plants um, and how they can start an adventure in that uh, kind of category. Mm. Yeah. I think in general, like no matter what you want to do in life or if you're trying to figure out your purpose or expand in any ways, evolve, I feel like, as I've said, probably a lot is that just being in nature like we can really quiet ourselves our nervous systems just like spending time with your feet planted on the earth for me has been the most life-changing experience and it's free and it's easy for everybody and like wisdom will come through at like the you know the the most unsuspecting times and if you want to start on your plant journey I would just say to just notice what plants you're attracted to and what grows around you you can maybe find a class with an herbalist that lives near you um and maybe you know just go out see what's growing around you dandelions are so common and 
and yeah, don't forget about the weeds because they're really nourishing as well. And since they're in such abundance, it just makes me think like we really need them even more. And even just like, as I said before, sitting with a tea or a tincture or even with a plant, you could even start with just a house plant that's growing inside your house in a pot and just open, open that communication and see what happens. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, it can be really simple. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to take a course or, you know, do something like extreme. It can just be literally walking outside saying hi to a tree that grows right outside your door and just starting that connection and relationship with that tree. Perfect. Well, I am so honored to have gotten to work with you and also to have had this opportunity to get to know you a little bit better during this interview. Um, if listeners want to reach out to you, where can they find you? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. And you can find me, I'm on Instagram and my handle is Dear Earth, Dear as in the animal, Earth as in the planet. And my website is also dearearth.com. And feel free to reach out with any questions. I would love to chat. Awesome. And then um, I don't know if this is separate or like listed on your website, but if people are interested in doing a plant ally session with you, where can they find that kind of information? Yeah, there is a little bit of information about that on my website. And then also on my website, there's a contact page. So you can just send me a message and then we can go from there. Well, that's amazing. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Those links uh, will be in the show notes for the viewers who are listening. And we so appreciate your voice and what you're doing in the world. Thank you so much, Emily. It's beautiful what you're doing. Awesome. Wow. What a pleasure. And what an incredible voice Ashley has. So if you are, again, looking to work with um, Ashley and you want a plant ally healing session, you can head over to her website. It's Deer Earth, D-E-E-R-E-A-R-T-H dot com and get a herbal consultation. She is, I really cannot say how um, tuned in she is and how thoughtful she is and how um, amazing the session that I had with her was. So I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you liked this episode, please consider giving it a review um, and a shout out and maybe even sharing it with someone who you think would enjoy hearing about um, plant medicine. That's all for today. I hope you have an amazing, amazing evening, day, mid-afternoon, whenever you're listening. And we'll see you again in the next episode. Bye.